Happy Mother's Day. Today is a very special for all the moms in the world, especially in the congregation and all the mothers in the city of Yuma, Arizona. I want to wish you all a happy Mother's Day. Commend you for all that you do. I want to honor you this morning by preaching a message entitled Struggles of a Mom out of Exodus chapter 2 struggles of a mom ever taking the time to consider what a mother has to go through in life and how she has many challenges that she must face i have an i can only imagine how difficult it must be for moms to make certain decisions decisions that can break her heart yet these are decisions that need to be made for the well-being of her own child heart-wrenching decisions during desperate times that take desperate measures in order to secure the safety of the child. Many moms have done the unthinkable in the hopes that a miracle takes place. I hear of moms who left their babies at a doorstep in a certain place or home in the hopes that the family would take care of their child during the depression years. I hear stories of a mom who gave up their children for adoption in the hopes that the child would survive because she, they can support themselves. Many folks consider these women horrible mothers. What they're not able to see is the inner struggles that these women have to go through. How they have to fight every instinct that a mother has, every emotion inside of them to get themselves to do what they felt needed to be done. I'm speaking of heart-breaking decisions for the well-being of their own child. If the child was to survive, the mother had to take drastic measures and make drastic decisions. Exodus chapter 2 verse 1. About this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance, watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came to, down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the river bank. When the princess saw the basket among the reefs, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt compassion in her heart for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl, the, girl went, the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. For those of us who may not be familiar with the story, the events that led to Moses' mom to do what she had to do, it was a heartbreaking decision, but she knew in her heart it needed to be done. You see, a decree had been declared by Pharaoh that all male babies needed to be slaughtered and killed. Because in the eyes of the Egyptians, the Hebrew people were becoming too strong for them. Who were these Hebrew people? 
If we rewind the clock a few hundred years, we can see that these were the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob's wife had conceived a son named Joseph, who later was sold by his own brothers into slavery. Joseph then was a young man who went through much hardship and pain and grief. And the hands of his new masters then sold to Potiphar in Egypt. Later, Potiphar's wife would accuse him falsely of attempted rape. Joseph then would go to prison. And yet, when the world is getting ready to write Joseph off, it would be out of prison that God would raise him up to become known as a hero of Egypt. A famine was coming, and only a wise and godly man, as capable as Joseph, could save the world from starvation. Joseph will become the hero of Egypt. He will rise in the ranks of second-in-command next to Pharaoh. And in his success, he would bring his family to Egypt, and he will settle in a city called Goshen. Forward the clock a few hundred years, the Egyptians had forgotten about who Joseph was. They forgot what these men had done for their nation, and all they could see is that the Hebrew people were growing and they were becoming strong, and they became afraid of them. So, and they turn around and they begin to plan for the extinction of the very people who one time saved their lives. Pharaoh, the new rulers, hears the concern of his people, and their concern becomes his concern. So in his twisted mind, he's trying to figure out the quickest way to eliminate potential enemy by destroying the descendants. So he decrees that every male child born is to be executed. But in order to avoid rebellion, he calls the midwives. And he says, when the child is born, if his male kill it, and if it's a female, let her live. The midwives, they refuse to follow this order. And when they're calling to account, they say, the Hebrew women are strong. And by the time we get there, the children are born. So Pharaoh turns around and enslaves the people of Israel. And then kills their male children. And it's in this atmosphere that Moses' mom makes a stand and decides she's going to protect her son. Decides that it doesn't matter what the decree says. She's going to save her son. But she can only do this for three months. Because you see, a neighbor's son has been killed. And when the neighbor hears that a baby is born out of spite of anger, can turn her neighbor in. Moses' mom is living in dangerous times. And it's in this kind of culture that Moses' mom has to make a drastic decision. And when she realizes she can no longer hide her baby, she has to come to an excruciating decision. No doubt she prays and says, what else can I do? But no answer comes. In her mind, God is ignoring her. In her mind, God is not hearing her prayers. What she doesn't know is that God is always moving behind the scenes. God is always setting things into motion. Except that God always has to rely on people to do His work. You see, God always uses a man to deliver His message. And one day, 
Moses will be that man. God uses men and women to carry out his will. But until then, the people have to suffer and endure. Because until God raises a man to the challenge, to become a spokesman for God, the people will go unnoticed. Listen, people today, they mock preachers, and I must admit, there's a few strange ones out there. But listen, God's method of choice for delivering the gospel has always been through a man. This is not an easy task, especially in our culture, but it can be as difficult as the culture that Moses lived in. And as Moses is building this basket, she's thinking of the dangers, the dangers of the Nile River, hungry crocodiles. Yet that seems to be the safest route for her son to find hope. If he can survive that, perhaps a good Samaritan Egyptian woman will have compassion on her baby son. Imagine the thoughts that went through her mind. Imagine the torment through the night, pretending to go on a picnic. She takes the oldest daughter and heads to the Nile and gives her daughter specific instructions. Keep an eye on your baby brother. But from a distance, I can't afford to lose two children on the same day. Imagine how painful those words could have been coming out of her mouth. Babies, Moses' big sister, the brave girl, watches the basket flow down the river. And as the basket goes through a few close calls, he reaches a place where Pharaoh's daughter is taking a bath. And it makes me wonder if Moses' mom had anticipated or hoped for the outcome. The princess sees the basket, sends her maid to retrieve it, and hears a baby crying. Pharaoh's daughter knows this is a Hebrew child. And as the princess pulls the baby out of the basket with tender love, the brave sister comes out of a hiding and says, Should I call the midwife nurse to nurse the baby for you? Talk about a tragic day turning into a happy and glorious day. Behold, not only Moses' mom gets to save her baby, she gets to keep him for five more years. She gets to groom him, teach him God's ways, and even get paid for it. And while the ending of the story is a happy story, it's still a story of survival. It's a story where the struggles of a mom are real. Her pain is real. The anxiety is real. It's a powerful story that speaks of how God is always in control, even when the world around us is filled with chaos. A story that says that even when you think God has not heard your prayer, He does. I want to speak secondly about up to us. Now listen closely because God is always speaking. God is always moving behind the scenes, even we are not aware of it. But I want you to notice something very important. While God speaks, it doesn't mean that we're listening. God spoke to Pharaoh's daughter. He spoke to her by feeling her heart with compassion for the very child her father is trying to destroy. And while God spoke, it was still up to Pharaoh's daughter to respond. 
See, many times we pray and we think our prayers fall on deaf ears. But the truth is that God hears our prayers. The problem is not God, beloved. The problem is people. God speaks. And He gives us the freedom to choose to do right and wrong. To respond to His voice or ignore it. To respond through reason, through our conscience, or like in Pharaoh's daughter, through compassion. And so God has to wait for someone to respond to His calling or for someone to yield to obey God. So the Word of God tells us the people of Israel were in bondage for 400 years and God had to wait for Moses to be born and grow old. Why? Because Moses was the only one who had a tender heart, tender enough and open enough to respond to the calling of God in his life. See, the scripture teaches us sometimes when the people of God fail to respond, God may have to use someone outside the kingdom of God to do his will. Any student of the Bible can see that clearly. In this case, God used Pharaoh's daughter to save the baby who will grow up to be the deliverer of God's people. I want to speak about struggles. Because the mother's struggles are real. I wonder how many moms can share Moses' mom's struggles. Perhaps not in the same degree. But these are inner struggles. Struggles of feeling inadequate. Feeling that you're not good enough. Feelings that you're incompetent. Maybe you didn't have a mom growing up and now you are a mom yourself but you have no idea how to cope a mother's struggles are real especially when you have to choose between the family you love and the baby inside of you whom they're telling you to abort because they want to avoid a scandal because they want to avoid an embarrassment the struggle is real when you're told that he's not human he's just a mass of tissue that it's best to get rid of it because otherwise it may get in the way of your education and your future. The struggle is real when you have to give up your dream in order for that precious child that you, one day you hold in your arms. The struggle is real when the men you loved abandoned you and left you to raise a child by yourself. The struggle is real when you're a single mom trying to make ends meet and trying to keep the home in one piece. The struggle is real when you're working, you're a working mom trying to get an education while trying to manage your home. The struggle is real when you're a new mom and you have the slightest idea how to be a parent. See, the struggles of a mom are real and sometimes your struggles seem to go unnoticed. They seem to go unrewarded. I want to preach secondly to the women of God. I want to take a moment to challenge you as a woman of God. I commend you if you're a mom for all that you've done. I praise your sacrifice and your hard work and your constant ability to motivate yourself and do the amazing things that you do. I recognize that no recognition will ever be enough to reward all that you do. And the reason I commend you is because there's a spirit at work in our culture, a spirit of selfishness. It's called the me time mindset. It's a mindset that has been creeping slowly and is beginning to affect even those moms who were once selfless. 
Listen, I get it. Raising children is not an easy task. But listen, Mom. Raising a child is the most sacred duty you could ever have as a mom. I hear stories of Hollywood parents, how they allow their children to decide to be whatever they want to be, to do whatever they want to do. If they're a boy and they want to be a girl, let them be a girl. If they are a girl and they want to be a boy, let them be a boy. But let me tell you something. What does God say? Because see, the selfish mindset says, I don't want to be bothered. The selfish mindset says, I will let my child do whatever they want to do as long as they stay out of my way. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Training a child implies guiding them, offering them direction. Why? Because they're children, and children, they don't know how to make sound and wise decisions. Decisions that may have a long-term effect in their lives and in their future. A child wants to stay up all night and watch movies. A responsible parent will say, no, you're not. A child wants to eat all the candy in the store. A responsible parent will say, no, you're not. A child feels that he's invincible and he has many fantasies he wants to make reality. A responsible parent will know how to limit those fantasies and make sure they stay well grounded. A, a responsible parent will teach him reality and fantasy are not the same. Train up the child in the way he should go. You see, being a mom is a big responsibility. But if you pay attention to what God is telling you in time, instructing them to love God, instructing them to hunger for God will pay off. If you can manage to teach your child to pray, to love to read the Word of God, if you can manage to get them to love to praise God, in time, all of your sacrifices and your hard work will pay off. I know it may be hard to imagine this, but let me give you a glimpse of what happens when a mom makes a choice to train up our child in God's ways. John chapter 19, verse 23. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they pay, said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus, his mother. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside him, he said to his mother, Woman, here's your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. Here is Jesus dying on a cross. And even in death, he's not thinking about himself. You know who he's thinking about? Mom. Who's going to take care of mom? 
when I'm not here. And looking to one of the disciples, he says, John, take care of mom. Training up a child in the way of God's way may be a difficult task, mom. But training up a child in God's way will have a way of coming back to you. Then all of your sacrifices, all of your tears and your toil will be rewarded. The world says, says it this way. What goes up must come down. God puts it this way. You will reap what you sow. I've never met a mom who gave everything for her children, whose children did not make sure she was not taken care of. What I've seen is selfish parents who live their own lives, and now that they're old, no one thinks of them. That is the way of the world. But if you are a child of God, you may not be a perfect parent. But listen, if you make a choice to be whom God called you to be, God will never abandon you or disappoint you. Even if your children were to forget about you, God says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I wonder if I can have every head bow. Listen, God is always in control. And this morning... You may be angry with God because of events in your life. You may be in bitter because in your mind God never answered your prayer. But this morning, God is opening your understanding to see that God is willing. God is eager to listen to your prayers. But He relies on people to do His work. That while God screams at the conscience of a person, they still have a free will. You see, that's what kept me away from God many years. This is what led me to become an atheist before I came to give my life to Jesus. And to the day came when God opened my eyes and He set me free. You have a choice today. Now that God's opened your understanding, you can choose to respond to God's love or you're free to remain in your sin. Jesus said, I am the door, and anyone who walks through me will have eternal life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life, and anyone who partakes of me will never hunger again. Jesus said, I am the living water. Anyone who drinks of me will never thirst again. God is calling. Would you answer? Would you do what God is asking, or will you despise Will you hear his voice or ignore it? The choice will be yours. But if you want to know more about God and how to start a relationship with God, reach out to us. We're Remnant Christian Church in Yuma. And you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and other media outlets. You may also go to our website at remnantchristianchurch.com. I want to take a moment to speak to the people of God. The struggles of a mom, they're real. But nothing that you do will go unnoticed. God says, I know how to compensate. I know how to reward. And if you do your part as a parent, if you do your part as a mom, God will never disappoint you. The struggles will be real. Sometimes the pain will be real. The suffering will be real. But if you do your part, God will always do His part. And you will never be disappointed. 
God bless and happy Mother's Day.